Hi everybody, welcome back to Dollar Dollar Bills, uh, a way of life to build personal wealth and financial freedom. You're back here with Ashley and today um, we're gonna talk about retirement. I know the past couple of episodes we've focused a lot on present day and you know goals, but but more short-term goals in terms of you know really utilizing and optimizing the money that that you're bringing in, what it's going towards in terms of your monthly spend, in terms of paying down debts. But retirement is one of those things that, although for some of us it may seem really far off, it's incredibly important, especially when you think about the uh, the time value of money and you know the the ability to have you know compounding benefits once you're investing money in, at an early age and really using time to your benefit. And so it's really important for us to, to look at and talk about retirement as young as possible. And I know for some of us, especially when you're first starting off, when you're you know just getting out of college or just getting out of high school and you, you get your first job, it's, it's usually so low paying and maybe you have student loans or you have you know car payments and rent and, and all these other things. It's so hard to really set aside money and try to try to contribute in any way to retirement. But really what I would what I would suggest urge recommend is that starting today, right now, however old you are, make sure you're doing as much as you can to save for retirement. And I'll share an ex- a really great example with with a client I've worked with recently to not overdo it in a way where you're killing yourself and you're not enjoying life and you're not enjoying, you know, the present day. You're not utilizing the money that you have now to, you know, to live a fulfilling life at the current age you're at. But also you're being very mindful and you have very specific goals in mind for retirement and for financially what you need for retirement. So I'll wait to share that specific example with you guys until uh, the end of the podcast. But um, I, I just wanted to say, when you know you first think about retirement, there, there's a few things that I want you guys to be focused on first. And I, you know, not all things are created equal when it comes to retirement plans and where you can kind of fund those plans and um, and and what makes sense for you. So the first thing I want to say, and I'm going to go into a little bit of detail here, is my ultimate as long as you can meet the criteria and I'll kind of go through briefly what the criteria is but I think first and foremost when it comes to retirement uh, where you want to allocate your money first is always going to be a Roth IRA some of you might think okay well you know my company has a 401k it also has a Roth option 401k which by the way guys um, a Roth versus traditional um, I can go through that a little bit later as well but there are there are differences to that and employers off sometimes have both sometimes don't so it's really key for you guys to ask uh, get in touch with H, with your HR department and, and understand what your your options are but when it comes to you know 401ks versus Roth IRAs a Roth IRA is you know first of all it's it's a it's a much more flexible vehicle in, in so many ways and I'll just touch on a few of the ones that I think are most important to you guys One is you have so much more flexibility in terms of what you want to invest your money into. In in a lot of companies, and I've I've experienced this myself personally through a few, you are so limited in the funds, you know, the mutual funds or sometimes ETFs, but but other vehicles of investment, um, you're very limited in terms of what you can invest your money into. So 
with a Roth IRA, you have so much flexibility and so much freedom to invest into kind of whatever you want to invest in. The other beautiful thing about a Roth IRA is you don't have the withdrawal limitations that you do with a 401k. So my idol, my girl, Susie Orman, she talks about this a lot. This is why she loves Roth IRAs. And it's it's really because you can almost treat it as an emergency fund as well. So if you needed to tap into it, anything that you contribute, it cannot be your uh, your earnings, but anything that you contribute, you can take out at any point in time uh, with no penalties, no, no fees whatsoever um, against you. So you can actually, in theory, treat it like you know, a, a, an extra savings account when things come up that are unexpected. I, I don't recommend that. I recommend you have kind of your own emergency fund that's just liquid cash. You can take that out. However, you do have that option. And, and I think that's the one huge benefit with, with a Roth IRA. Also, Roth IRA, just in, in the name, it is already taxed. So you don't have to worry about anything that goes into that fund. Um, and it's similar to you know a Roth 401k um, versus a traditional 401k. But anything that goes into that fund, you don't pay taxes on once you take that money out in the future, anytime in the future. So what is in there is your money, all of it. It's not, I have 80 grand in there and well, I really only have 60 because 20 goes to the IRS. That's not the case, you get all of it. So it's great. As I mentioned, there are some limitations. Some of you probably know this already, but some of you may not. So I just wanna touch on it. For anyone who is you know, 50 years or younger, there is a cap on how much you can contribute to your uh, Roth IRA. You can contribute uh, one lump sum at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year, throughout the year. It doesn't matter when you actually contribute. And usually, well, uh, all the time, you can contribute up to that following um, year from a tax perspective. So usually up until you uh, submit your your tax refund. So up through you know April fifteenth of the following year, you can still contribute for the the previous year. Let's say you didn't have the funds to do it. Now you do. You can contribute that way as well. So that's that's awesome. And then if you are fifty or older, you get seven thousand per year to contribute to to your Roth IRA. Now there are some other limitations. So um, it's only a benefit if you make a certain amount of money or, or I guess below a certain amount of money. So um, I did look this up recently for you guys. So for 2022, the limitations, they do increase every year. So that's one positive thing, but you guys also have to look at your modified adjusted gross income. So that's different than just your gross income. You know, I can spend some time in a different podcast talking through all the details there, but just keep that in mind. Don't look at just your gross income. You have to look at your adjust, your modified adjusted gross income. So for 2022, uh, to, to enable you to make full IRA uh, Roth IRA contributions as a single individual who's just filing taxes as, as a single human, you have to make $129,000 or less, but you can make partial contributions. So basically you can make, you know, maybe it's only 4,000 a year or 4,500 uh, a year up to a max um, modified adjust gross income of 144,000. For if you're married and you're filing jointly, you're fi- filing together, the limits will be um, similar, but but you know obviously respectively higher. So it'll be 204,000 
Um, and then you can still contribute, but at a modified amount up to 214,000 if you're filing jointly. So just keep that in mind. You know, some of you are like, I, that's not a problem. I'm good. Um, but for others, you may be kind of on the line. You may be over it. And if you're over it, I'll probably have to spend like a whole nother podcast on this. And honestly, I'm going to have to kind of educate myself a little bit more on it because it's a little confusing to me still, but you can still contribute to a traditional IRA, same contribution levels. But what you would want to do is kind of slowly do what they call like a back backdoor Roth conversion. So basically every year you look at how much money you make, you do that conversion. In that conversion, you do have to pay taxes on that because you're converting it to the Roth, but you don't do it in like a big lump sum because that adds to your taxable income as, as a whole. And then that could, you know, that could blow you out of the water in terms of tax brackets. So it's something to consider. It's something that if you guys are interested in, I can do a whole nother podcast on it because I think it warrants its own podcast. Again, it's a little confusing even to me, but there are options beyond just a Roth IRA if you guys, you know, don't uh, don't qualify. So just wanted to, to bring that to your attention. So again, that is my number one, like first priority. That is where you put your money for retirement. Number two, if your company, and, and this is also assuming you guys have, you know, the, the liquid cash, the excess in your monthly uh, spend, and, and honestly, you should just make it, you should make yourself and be able to have that amount where you can allocate towards retirement. Because like I said, the earlier you start doing this, the, the more your money can grow exponentially faster and, and, um, and better for you. But if, you ha- if you're working for an employer, look into their 401k plans. I think at this point in time, almost every employer has one, if not 100%, unless you're working for really small companies and maybe they don't, they're not quite on board yet uh, or that they're not quite mature enough to have those kind, of, uh, those kind of things offered to their employees. But from a 401k perspective, again, I kind of alluded to earlier, look for those options. Uh, look for the Roth if they have it, that's that's my personal preference. If they don't, the traditional's fine too. I do want to kind of go on a just a mini tangent in terms of the Roth and the and the traditional. So I personally like the idea of going with a Roth. I will tell you I have had mixed experiences with with employers over the years and I have not well, and so, and I haven't done anything with, with, you know, those. So I have a mixture right now. I have about 50, 50 Roth and traditional, but my future planning is to build up my Roth hundred percent. I still think it's from a risk perspective, from a known versus unknown perspective, it's better to go with a Roth because we don't know what taxes, what laws, um, et cetera, are going to look like in you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And with those unknowns, it's better to just go with the known of, you know, you're in this tax bracket, you're getting tax X amount. And then also you don't have to worry about it later. You don't have to worry about, you know, you're looking in your accounts when you're older and you're retired and you're saying, oh my God, this is not all the money I have to live off of. It's easier to just deal with it now and not have to worry about that later. So going back to the 401k that your employer is offering, if you have the funds, if you have extra money to allocate towards, towards your retirement, 
after you've already fully contributed to the Roth IRA, I would then contribute as much as you possibly could to your 401k. There's so many exceptions there because, and, I'll, and again, I'll, I'll share the example with you at the end of the podcast um, that I think is a really good, it, it hits home really nicely. It, it sends a point home in terms of why I'm saying this. So obviously, if your employer matches to whatever percentage, so I'll give you an example. My employer right now matches 150% up to 4% of my contribution and then 50% up to another, an additional 2%. So I will be leaving free money on the table if I don't at least contribute 6% towards my 401k. I contribute much more than that because I have the excess to do so and because looking at my goals and looking at how much I need to contribute, which I'll talk about that in a minute too, it's it, it aligns with how much I want to have when I retire and at the age I want to retire at. So I would say, again, when you go back to priorities, Roth IRA is number one, and then your 401k is number two. And But again, look at the full picture of all of your money that you're bringing in. Make sure you can, you know, one, afford to allocate whatever you're allocating to the 401k. But at minimum, make sure you're, you're putting in what your employer's matching. Because again, that is free money that you're leaving on the table. So make sure you're doing at least that. So I will say, I just just to give you guys kind of a sense of where I'm at with, with my retirement planning. So we kind of, I ran the numbers actually with, it, it was a, a free financial advisor that my previous company had. And so, you know, I gave him all my numbers. I gave him, you know, various accounts that I've, I've created over time with my Roth IRA, with my other 401k plans that I've created with every employer I've been with, and so on and so forth. How old I want to be when I retire, which was 55. I would love to be 50, but we'll see what happens. And then, you know, we basically use that information plus what I was expecting to need to, to live off of comfortably after I retire and for roughly how many years I was going to live, you know, after. Obviously, we don't know all those details concretely, but that would be my recommendation to you guys is before you just kind of blindly allocate money towards retirement, you need to know roughly speaking, and really you can get some good rough estimates now. You don't have to wait until you're close to retirement to understand one, how long you have before you retire. Two, utilize the utilize what your what your your monthly expenses are now and and start using that to tailor what you think it will they will be when you retire. The one thing that I will say that I want all of you guys to do is have your house, your mortgage, your cars paid off by the time you retire and that will significantly decrease the expenses that you need in retirement. And you can focus on having fun. You can focus on traveling. You can focus on all these other things while really keeping your kind of, you know, reoccurring expenses low. But, you know, Try and get and give yourself some wiggle room. So let, let's say, for example, for me, I was saying, okay, I would like 5000 a month still to allocate towards expenses, you know, once I retire. So take that 5000 a month, you know, take how many, take, you know, when you want to retire, the amount of years you think you're going to live um, in retirement. So the amount of years you're going to need that money and do some math. Also note, you will have social security at some point. 
Obviously, I recommend you take it as late as possible. So that would be at age 70. That will give you the biggest bang for your buck in terms of getting the most social security that you can actually get. Which So it'll benefit you if you wait longer. So you need to make sure you have kind of, you know, enough cash to, to live off. So anyways, all that being said, I didn't even consider my social security um, amount in anything that we looked at whenever I looked at retirement planning. And so what I'm putting into retirement and towards retirement now is going to meet our goal of having $3 million by the time I'm 55 so that I can retire comfortably. So there are very, very simple tools out there. There's very easy calculators that you can use to help you make those calculations and understand what you need to retire. There are tons of free resources in order to help you do that, but that's something that I am doing actually in, in the next visit with my one of my clients I'm working with we're going to be looking at and doing those calculations together uh, to make sure that she feels kind of comfortable with where she's at. That brings me to my example of why I tell you guys, again, you know, optimize, optimize the money that you bring in in ways that are going to meet your specific goals. And I, it's so critical because it, you could be, and, and it's, it's not a bad thing, but you could be overfunding your long-term and really sacrificing your short-term when in fact you don't need to do that. So, you know, this last example before we we leave and, and, and end, the, um, end the podcast is, you know, with this client, we were looking at, you know, she's single, she's young, um, she, uh, she makes pretty good money, she just, she just got a new job, um, she's in the six figures, and, but w- with being where she's at now financially and with her salary bump, she, it bumped her into a new tax bracket, which really hurt her in terms of her take home. So she wasn't expecting that. That's kind of normal that happens. So, you know, in going through the numbers and, and looking at what she was contributing, both she, she was maxing out her Roth IRA, which $6,000 a year, great. Um, but she was also maxing out her 401k, guys. If you know what that means, that is $20,000 a year. Twenty. It's actually 20500 is are the max contributions for your 401k that you can that it's been it's been increased again in 2022 that's where it's at today so as a single person as a young person she was putting so sinking so much of her money into um, her 401k and I'll tell you guys we looked into it I looked into it with her but we all I also had her you know do some follow-up actions for me talk to her employer talk to HR and see you know, what's, what's happening with the, with the match. Are they matching? Are they not? Turns out they weren't matching anything. So they're not matching anything and she's contributing to the, to the limit. So long story short, she was killing herself to do this. She was living very, very strictly over the last couple months. You know, her, her personal monthly budget because her expenses, if you include her take home and then minus this amount of money, looking at her expenses, she was just not left with much. Um, and so, you know, we're actually going to take take this another step further, look at when she wants to retire, how much she wants to have at retirement, what's going to make her comfortable, which again is a long, a long time off. And we also looked at what her existing money is. And we're, we're going to actually make that assessment together. But we cut that in half. I told her, you do not need to contribute that much to your 401k. I commend you. I know you're a big saver. I I think you're doing all the right things, but you need to optimize your money. You could be using that money in different ways. You could take 
the stress off of yourself because I think you're putting way too much on yourself by trying to really limit how much you spend in the short term to sacrifice for the long term where we could really kind of balance that out a bit more. So wanted to leave you guys with that. Um, there's I could go on forever about retirement and how to plan for it, but I will, you know, I'll, I'll leave you with, with that um, example. I think it was a great one. It, it really, to me, hits home in terms of everyone's goals are specific and different. Everyone's situations are specific and different. Uh, and so you really just need to customize so that you can optimize and really ultimately make the best choices for your life in the short term and in the long term. Uh, but I want to leave you guys with this. Always remember, respect yourself by respecting your money. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.